The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hill knows that when we eat well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill. Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. I'm a real foods weight loss expert. In short, that means I teach people how to lose weight, have more energy, and improve their health using only real food. Usually no boxes, no cans, and no supplements. Obviously, there's always some exceptions, but that's the basics, and it works really, really well for almost everyone. Interestingly, interestingly, I can't even talk all of a sudden. Oh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, I was asked to define my diet. Was it Atkins, South Beach, Paleo? Where did it fit in? And honestly, I don't know how to answer that question. So I started doing some research to find out where the difference is. And boy, I was shocked to find so many variations of so many diets. I decided it was time for some clarity and ended up spending a lot of time reading information from Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and the founder of the paleo movement. Of course, listeners, you guessed it. I figured if this diet information was that confusing to me, it was probably even more confusing to people who don't spend 10 hours a day absorbed in everything related to nutrition. So I asked Dr. Cordain to join us and help explain what the paleo movement is all about. Now, if you don't happen to know this name, Dr. Lauren Cordain is professor at the Department of Health and Exercise Science at Colorado State University. His research emphasis over the past 20 years has focused upon the evolutionary basis for diet, health, and well-being in modern humans. Now, his specific his scientific publications have examined the nutritional characteristics of worldwide hunter-gatherer diets as well as the nutrient composition of wild plant and animal foods consumed by the foraging humans. He is the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and has lectured extensively on the paleolithic nutrition worldwide. Dr. Cordain is the author of five popular best-selling books, including The Paleo Diet, The Paleo Answer, and The Paleo Diet Cookbook, All of these are summarizing his research findings. So I'm so honored to have Dr. Cordain joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Kelly. It's my pleasure, and uh, thank you for having me. Oh, I so appreciate it. Now, now basically, the paleo diet is currently what I would call a buzzword, yet you've been studying paleolithic diets for over 20 years. Why do you think there's a sudden surge in popularity? Well... Before we get into the surge of popularity, the way you introduce the diet is <laughs> what Kelly likes is no boxes, no cans, and no supplements. Right. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's kind of what paleo is all about is that uh, let's try to, you know, get rid of 
processed foods, anything that comes in boxes, cans, or is wrapped in plastic. And let's focus on the foods that we find in the outer aisles of the supermarkets. And if you eat fresh, real food, lean meats, fish, poultry, uh, seafood, nuts, fresh fruits and vegetables, there's no need for supplements. Right. I agree. That's why I don't, I, I honestly don't even know very much about supplements. If people really want supplements, they're going to have to go to somebody else. Yeah, I think you're right on, Kelly. Yeah. So where, how does this, you know, it's not new. I mean, obviously it's paleolithic. So I, I mean, this isn't a new diet and you've been studying it for, for cent- or, uh, decades now. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm old, but I'm not centuries. I, I was going to say, it's not centuries, <laughs> decades, sorry. So yeah, why you, is you, this suddenly you, so popular? Well, you know, um, you know, the, this has got a label on it now. It's called the paleo diet. And uh, I was kind of right in the middle of this thing, you know, years ago when uh, actually it, it, it's a concept that kind of was born in, in academia and with scientists. We were talking about this stuff 20 years ago and you know, popular literature and and the average person had never even heard of it. So this was was born in the scientific literature and the anthropology literature, the archaeology literature, and it kind of found its way uh, in the late 2000s to popular diets. And so uh, it, it's very cool. I'm very flattered to see that uh, you know I'm an academician and I'm I'm absolutely flattered and excited to see that uh, this idea has moved into the popular press. So uh, it's a good idea, and it's an idea that time has come. Well, good. I'm glad to hear because it makes my job a lot easier. How <laughs> did you get interested in what our ancestors were eating? Well, you know what? I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i 64 years old, and I've always been uh, interested in, in diet and health. I was a, a track athlete uh, way back in the late 60s and early 70s at the University of Nevada, Reno. And so, you know, I was always uh, wanting to know what diet and exercise patterns I should be doing to maximize my health. So that kind of was the orienting <clears throat> concept, at least for me. And how I initially got interested, I read a paper in 1987 that was written by Boyd Eaton uh, in 1985, published in the New England Journal of Medicine called Paleolithic Nutrition. And when I read that paper two years after it was published, I thought, wow, that's about the best idea I've ever heard on what humans should eat. And what Boyd Eaton said was basically that humans are no different than any other animals or any other species is that our diet was shaped by the ecologic niche uh, that we evolved in. And so that's pretty much what uh, he had advocated is that we were, uh, we evolved in a hunter gatherer niche and uh, that we should be eating the foods or foods types that, uh, people uh, that were uh, before agriculture consumed. And so I, I think that's a really good idea. I, I'm so happy to hear, <laughs> to hear those changes. I mean, 
it's not like I said. It's it, that's what I guess blows my mind is it's not new, and yet no, it, it's, it's absolutely new. <laughs> not new. And you know, I listen. I didn't invent this diet. There is really no paleo diet. Boyd Eaton didn't invent it. Nobody invented it. What we did, modern scientists, is we simply uncovered uncovered what was pre-existing, and so that's really the beauty of this concept is that it's a concept for all of humanity. It's Yay. a concept that runs across our species, uh, that runs from everybody who's ever lived on the planet. Uh, and it's not the Beverly Hills grapefruit diet. It's not the South Beach diet. It's not doc- Dr. Atkins diet. It's a diet for humanity. And no single person created it as a group of scientists, myself, Boyd Eaton, and, and many others, hundreds, perhaps thousands of scientists, simply uncovered what was pre-existing. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing all things paleo with the help of Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets. Find more information at thepaleodiet.com. Don't forget to enter this month's amazing giveaway, which is actually a daily giveaway which isn't paleolithic, but it is gluten-free and nut-free, and it's sunflower buttercups from Sun Cups. You can get more information at therightnutritionplan.com. Just click on the giveaway link on the right-hand side. Remember, you can hear this show as well as past episodes anytime, anywhere, by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. So let's get into the diet itself. What, when, some, when I hear somebody say they're on the paleo diet, what are they telling me? What does it mean? Well, first off, Kelly, it's not a diet. It's a, it's a lifelong way of eating. So it, it, it's, it's a way in which you can eat to maximize your health and reduce the risk for chronic disease. And the foods that you're eating, clearly we can't eat like hunter-gatherers. Nobody on the planet are hunter-gatherers anymore. We can't eat wild game. We can't eat foraged plant foods or foraged animal foods. We are tr- the object of the game is to emulate the nutritional characteristics of wild plant and animal foods by eating um, foods that you can buy in a supermarket or commercially. And so uh, the object of this game then is to eat those, to mimic those foods and nutritional characteristics that our ancestors ate is to not eat the food groups that they ate. And so our hunter-gatherer ancestors, we know from our studies and and others, that they didn't eat cereal grains. They didn't consume dairy products. They obviously didn't eat any processed foods. So what does that leave? It leaves fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, meats, seafood, fish, and nuts, and... Uh, other foods that humans haven't put their hands on. What about dairy? Does um, you know dairy seems to be one of those questions that people are kind of on the fence as to you know where does that fit in? Dairy, yes. Dairy, no. Well, listen, Kelly, have you ever? Uh, where do you live? What what state I'm, do you live in? I'm in Oregon, on the Oregon. west coast. Okay, so Oregon is kind of like Colorado. That's where I'm from. Yes. And have you ever gone deer hunting? Of course I have. And maybe you've even gone elk hunting, and maybe, you know, because in in your state, there's lots of wildlife. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you ever been able to walk up to a wild deer? No. Well, I I don't know. Actually, where I live, they they just hang out in our front yard. So well, they may um, hang out, but you can't <laughs> get very close to them. You can't can you? get very close. No. No. So if you try to approach a wild deer, they walk away, and that's how all wild animals, all wild mammals are: is that they don't allow humans to get very near to them, and if they are <clears throat> post-pregnant and they have young animals and they're lactating, they're not going to let you walk up to them and pull their teeth to milk them, are they? No. Of course not. That's ridiculous. So wild animals don't even allow humans to get close to them, much less milk them when they're lactating. So the point is, is that until humans domesticated mammals, there's absolutely no way in the world we could ever consume dairy products. And that... The, domesticate, the first domestication of any, any mammals occurred about 10,000 years ago. We domesticated first probably sheep, maybe goats, and then cows. And that happened about 10,000 years ago. And even though 10,000 years ago seems to be historically remote, um, if, 30, if 30 years is one human generation, then it's only been 300 generations since anybody ever consumed dairy products on a regular basis. Our species, Homo, we are Homo sapiens, have been on the planet for at least 2 million years. So for virtually 99.99% of the time on the planet, nobody ate dairy products, except uh, after we were weaned by our parents at age 2 or 3 or whenever that happened. So, you know, it's an absurd uh, a recommendation for anybody to eat dairy products because it absolutely was not part of not just our ecologic niche, our nutritional background, but any mammal's nutritional background. No other mammals consume the, the milk of another species. Interesting. Well, I'm glad we cleared that one up because it's been one that, you know, depends on which cookbook you read, what they say. So it's always interesting to me to to find uh, a, a real truth, I guess. We're learning all about paleolithic diets with the help of Dr. Lauren Cordain, founder of the Paleo Movement. You can get more information at thepaleodiet.com. On the website, you'll find all about the paleolithic diet, fantastic recipes, articles, all the research, meal plans, amazing books, DVDs, memberships. I mean, I could just go on and on. There's so much information. It's all at paleodiet.com. Remember to enter to win this month's daily giveaway. Just click on the giveaway link on the website, rightnutritionplan.com. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at The Right Plan or email me at eatwelltolivewell at The Right Plan. Don't forget to grab a seat in my new free webinar, Three Massive Mistakes Even Smart Moms Make to Keep Them Overweight, Exhausted, and Worried Their Pants Won't Fit and how to avoid those mistakes. It's all at therightnutritionplan.com. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about the paleo diet with Dr. Lauren Cordain, founder of the Paleo Movement and author of five popular best-selling books, including The Paleo Diet, The Paleo Answer, and The Paleo Diet Cookbook. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? 
Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today. TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. That's TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. Here is your opportunity to create a vibrant new you. Join international radio talk show host Kelly Hill and women's natural health coach Michelle Greenman at the Vibrant New You Retreat. This retreat will empower you to make the changes you've been searching for and help lay in the foundation for living the life you want to live, the vibrant you. Located at the beautiful Ashland Springs Resort in Ashland, Oregon, this retreat will help you create a vibrant life by first constructing your perfect plan and setting your vision and creating accountability for yourself. Kelly and Michelle will help you conquer negative self-talk, find positive motivation, and teach you how to create more vibrancy in your life. The Lithia Ashland Springs Resort offers its guests free breakfast each morning, natural mineral waters with soaking tubs, and so much more. For more information about the Vibrant New You Retreat, visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat. This wonderful opportunity is only offered to a limited number of people. So visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat to reserve your seat today. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way, the Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com book. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. If you have a question for Kelly, you can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now let's get back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue to eat well to live well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today we've been talking about all things paleo with Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and founder of the paleo movement. Visit the paleo diet to learn more about paleolithic diets, the research, the basics, find the books and great recipes. You can keep up to date on what's happening by following on Facebook at Original Paleo Diet or on Twitter at The Paleo Diet. Lots of great information there, just like we're having today. So we talked about dairy and where it fits in or doesn't fit in in this case with paleo. What about gluten-free? That's also now suddenly a new buzzword. Where do, where do grains fit into paleo? Well, you know, grains, Kelly, are not part of uh, 
our ancestral diets. Hunter-gatherers rarely or never ate grains. They were, historically, they were considered to be starvation foods. And if we go back just a little bit further, our genus Homo has been on the planet for 2 million years. And uh, historically, we've only been able to record what hunter-gatherers have consumed in the last 100, maybe 500 years at the max. And all historical records show that hunter-gatherers rarely or never ate grains. But if we draw a line in the sand and we go back just a little bit further, maybe 100,000 years, 300,000 years, and that's a drop in the bucket compared to how long our genus Homo has been on the planet, 2 million years. And why I say that is because we only had the ability to create fire uh, on a regular basis about 75 to 100,000 years ago. And so if you try to eat grains in the raw state, they're inedible, as are legumes, as are most tubers. So grains simply were inedible until humans could create fire whenever and whenever they wanted. And that technological advance, as simple as it may seem to our society in the 21st century, only occurred 75 to 100,000 years ago. And on a 24-hour clock, um, the ability to start fires whenever and whenever we want then occurred roughly uh, 45 to 15 minutes to midnight. Wow. Um, that, you know, I hadn't thought about it because, of course, I teach people that if they're going to do any legumes or grains, nuts, seeds, they need to sprout them and, uh, you know, get them at least somewhat digestible. But I hadn't really thought about the fact that, uh, obviously, yeah, you could never have eaten them in a raw state. That's right. And so, uh, you know, no primates. There's only a single primate species. Uh, that has the ability to eat uh, <clears throat> grains raw, and there's a, a species of it's called a gelata baboon in Africa, and it's got this huge colon in it. So what it does is, when it eats the seeds of grasses or grains, then they ferment in this gigantic colon, and bacteria bacterial fermentation uh, allows them to digest it. But that's the only primate species: chimps, gorillas orangutans, gibbons, no no species of apes or monkeys uh, have the ability to eat grains. So if you put grains in your mouth, it's just like with humans, you put raw corn in your mouth, you can watch it come right out in your feces. It, we don't have the ability to digest any grain, be it corn, wheat, rye, barley, or anything. Well, no wonder people are having so many problems with all the additional processed grains that are in our current food system. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, when we talk about what is and what is not paleo in contemporary diets, uh, I I think you need to inform your listeners that, first off, dairy is not part of a contemporary paleo diet. And anybody that's listening realizes that you can't milk a wild animal. So end of story. (laughs) Yeah. And then grains, uh, you know, we can go a little further back in history, But once we did not have the ability to create fire, grains were also out of the picture. And so what does that leave? That leaves uh, meats, fish, seafood, fruits, vegetables, and nuts. And that's pretty much what we're 
we're suggesting that people ought to eat in the 21st century is we should eat analogs of those foods. So you can get those kind of foods uh, in the supermarket, and you can still cook. We don't. We're not putting any <clears throat> closure on that. We think that people ought to use the the technology that we have now. We're just saying that uh, you should limit your food choices primarily to the food groups uh, that our ancestors ate. And when we do that, the big issue is not so much what you're eating, it's what you're not eating. And when you eat a contemporary paleo diet, you're not eating refined sugars, you're not eating refined grains, you're not eating refined vegetables, and you're not eating dairy products. Those four foods comprise 70% of the calories in the typical Western diet. From the time you are born or weaned until the time you die, every single day, every American eat 70% of their calories from refined sugars, refined grains, refined vegetables, oils, and dairy products. Now, we don't Ugh. call them that. We call them processed foods. It can be a donut, a pizza, a cookie, uh, ice cream, uh, a pretzel. You can call it whatever you want, but it's those same four food groups. And that's really what the paleo diet is about. Maybe I should have named this thing not the paleo diet, but the <laughs> the non junk food diet. I, you know, it's funny. One of my first proje- projects was the unprocessed challenge where that was really it. I mean, it was just get off the processed foods. Um, and it's, it is amazing the percentage of them that people are eating right now. It's, it's, uh, it's horrifying actually, in my opinion, but. Yeah, well, we publish, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an academician and we've published scientific papers uh, on the concept uh, you know, I, I'm a research scientist in a Division One research institute, and we've published scientific papers showing exactly that, that 70% of the calories in the typical U.S. diet comes from processed foods. So I really love the message you said. If it comes in a can or a box or it's got supplements, you probably don't want to eat it. And that's exactly the message that comes from the paleo concept. So what um, now... The paleo includes a higher amount of protein than most average diet plans, using that in a general sense. Where does quality of the animal products fit into paleo? Uh, that's a very good question. I think that the closer we can get to unadulterated wild animals, because that's what obviously our ancestors ate, the better off we are. Clearly, we can't eat wild game anymore simply because um, there's not enough to go around and we're not hunters. Uh, So in the Western world, in the United States and in Europe and elsewhere, uh, we actually have the ability financially to, um, you know, make a choice on the types of wild animals that we eat. So uh, grass-produced uh, free-ranging animals are superior to animals that are raised in the feedlot. Uh, yeah, see, feel free and come out to Oregon here. We can shoot a few things. It's no problem. <laughs> we, we have that going on out here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in the West, I'm here in Colorado, we have the same thing. And so if, if people want to, um, they certainly can. But if they're, they don't want to be hunters, and, and 
you know, if that's not the issue, is that you can go to your local farmer's market and you can get um, grass-produced uh, pigs, sheep, uh, or, or, you know, lamb, cows, whatever. And uh, it, the, the, I think the big thing here is it's a sustainable issue, is that yes. you're producing locally, you're not producing animals that have to <clears throat> necessarily be fed with fertilized fields and uh, hormones and and whatever is that they're produced locally. It takes a little bit longer to raise them, and there's no middlemen. The farmers bring them to the farmer's market. They sell them to the people, and the price is less, and there's no transportation or minimal transportation costs involved. So uh, it, it leaves a smaller carbon footprint um, by uh, practicing these ideas. So one of the things that I, when I hear people that have, you know, they're jumping on whatever bandwagon these days, the thing that I hear them always say that they chose paleo because great weight loss. I mean, let's be honest, paleo isn't really about weight loss, is it? No, you know, you, you, you know, you, it's, you're very um, erudite. You've obviously read my stuff and it was never a weight loss diet per se. That's how it was marketed. And the book has been out since 2002. And my publishers at John Wiley and Sons, that's how they marketed it. Because in 2002, people, when they bought diet books, that's what they were interested was in, you know, getting their weight down, losing weight. But what I wrote this book about wasn't necessarily weight loss, was about health and well-being. And you know, if you're overweight or obese, then those people tend to lose weight on this diet. But it was never really necessarily a weight loss diet. And it isn't a diet per se. It's a lifelong way of eating to help you to reduce the risk of chronic disease and maximize health. And it, it you know, goes along with it that uh, if you are overweight or obese, then most people tend to uh, lose weight on this diet or this lifelong way of eating. I know, we get stuck because we use these words. We're learning yeah. about paleolithic diets from the help of Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and founder of the paleo movement. Learn more at thepaleodiet.com. I can't begin to explain all the information you're going to find on this website, menus, meals, food information, books, recipes, so much more. We'll continue getting more great information right after the break. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product, like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. 
Make it your purpose in the right plan. RightNutritionPlan.com slash giveaway. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. This new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way. The Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Joining us today is Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and founder of the paleo movement. Visit the website, thepaleodiet.com, for more information, including nutritional basics, the premise behind paleolithic diets, food lists, meal plans, and simple recipes. You can connect with them on Facebook at Original Paleo Diet or on Twitter at the paleo diet. Now, one of the things we talked just a tad bit there about grains, and I do want to go back to that because fiber is a is also a big piece of that. And I want most people get their fiber in the form of grains, and obviously you disagree with the idea of grains. Could you explain a high fiber intake from the paleo perspective? Sure. You know, that's one of the myths is that many nutritionists and and Lay people as well think that if you stop eating whole grains, your fiber content is going to go way down. That's absolutely wrong, as we've shown in the scientific literature, is that uh, fresh fruits and non-starchy vegetables have anywhere from um, twice to 300 times the amount of fiber than do whole grains. So uh, you actually increase your fiber 
intake when you start eating uh, paleo because you get rid of whole grains, which have less fiber in them than do fresh fruits and vegetables. And particularly, the type of fiber you get is what's called soluble fiber. And soluble fiber is found uh, primarily in fruits and vegetables. So when you get your carbohydrates and your starches, from fruits and vegetables, then you actually are getting more fiber than you would by eating whole grains. Well, and you know, I know that when I put people on high vegetable diets, which in my opinion, everybody could be eating more vegetables, uh, it is one of the things that they immediately have a reaction, a good reaction to the increase in diet, dietary fiber. So I I think there's a lot to be said there that people are, are really misunderstanding. Yeah, you're right. Actually, bowel function um, uh, improves dramatically when you get grains out of your diet and dairy out of your diet. And so people that have constipation or diarrhea or one or the other between themselves is once they get grains out of their diet, legumes out of their diet, and dairy out of their diet, what they find is that a diet based upon meats, fish, seafood, fruits, and vegetables improves bowel function. And gas and constipation and those issues uh, seem to go away fairly rapidly. Now, I'm sure you've heard this argument, but I, I like to play devil's advocate and push whenever I can. And obviously, one of the things I've heard from people a lot of times is that many cultures, in many cultures, Grains have been a staple food, such as in Asia, where rice has been cultivated for, I don't know, almost 8,000 years. So what about that potential inconsistency? Well, first off, let's uh, take a look at uh, 8,000 years on an evolutionary perspective. As I mentioned earlier, is that a human lifespan, an average generation is 30 years. That's reasonable, right? So if a, a human generation, one to the next is 30 years, and you divide that into 10,000 years, then what we're talking about is 333 human generations. So the very earliest evidence of any humans being in Japan or anywhere else on the planet eating grains as staple foods uh, only dates back to about 10,000 years ago or 300 human generations there is absolutely no evidence that humans ate cereal grains any time before that, simply because, as I mentioned earlier, they're inedible unless you have fire and the ability to produce fire and cook grains. So raw grains are inedible. So the bottom line is is that, yes, once we develop the technology to cook grains, we could eat them. Are they the healthiest food? No. If you look at the 13 vitamins and minerals most lacking in the U.S. diet and you uh, rank seven food groups, you rank cereal grains, dairy products, fruits, vegetables, legumes, seafood, and meat. If you rank those seven foods by the 13 nutrients most lacking in the typical U.S. diet, guess what comes up on the bottom? Cereal grains and dairy products. Number one, the most nutrient-dense food are vegetables. Number two are seafood. Three are meats. Four are fruits. 
and then uh, the other foods we've talked about end up on the bottom. So humans have absolutely no grain requirement. There's no requirement to eat wheat in our species nutrition. Uh, We can get by just fine without ever eating wheat throughout our lives. So that is a, you know, a huge myth promulgated by the USDA, the ADA, the American Dietetic Association, um, you know, vegan, vegetarian groups, what have you. But in reality is that if you decide to eat grains, uh, then you are diluting the nutrient content of your diet. What if somebody has a favorite recipe that calls for grains? What can they do? Is there something else they can use? You know, what if you have a favorite uh, recipe that calls for sugar or margarine? (laughs) I think that's, you know, we laugh, but I think that's the same thing. I think that people have addictions to grains. And, you know, we're used to eating sandwiches and pancakes and potato chips and you know, you name it, you can call it whatever you will, as I mentioned earlier, muesli, this, that, or the other. But for breakfast, if you eat some sliced bananas and strawberries in a bowl, they're much more nutrient-dense than is brown rice, oatmeal, and cinnamon. So the the question comes up is that in the Western world, we have the ability and the choices to choose that. And so if if it was just a nutrient less dense food like oatmeal or muesli or whatever you want to eat, well, okay, we're we're not getting as many vitamins and minerals. But the problem is is that whole grains contain compounds called anti-nutrients. And not only are they less nutrient-dense, but they adversely affect our health and our well-being. So if you decide to eat wheat in any form, uh, wheat contains at least three compounds, gluten, wheat germaglutinin, and thalmatin-like proteins that adversely affect intestinal function. And what they do is they tend to cause a leaky gut. Well, 10 years ago, nobody even was concerned about a leaky gut. Now we know that a leaky gut uh, tends to promote chronic low-level inflammation. Chronic low-level inflammation is associated with all chronic disease, heart, cancer, and autoimmune disease. So, so it's not a substitution. It's not like, you know, because I do say sometimes if people want sugar, uh, you know, if they have a recipe, we, we can move that recipe around. We can add, you know, local raw honey or something that is a little bit better, maybe not as sweet, but uh, a little healthier. There's not really a substitution for grain then. Well, no, there's not. And uh, I think that the notion that you think that, you know, that honey is is a substitution for sugar is a stupid. Well, I don't want to say that. I mean, that's so, okay. Feel free. You're, you got to yeah, say. You got to be that, that, up with yourself. That, that's absolutely as dumb minded as as maybe you should choose grains instead of fruits or vegetables. Is the notion that honey is a, is a healthy sugar? There's no way in the world honey is a healthy 
sweetener. Honey, it, you know what high fructose corn syrup is? And most Absolutely. of your listeners, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've high had fructose good corn t- syrup comes in two varieties primarily, 45-55, meaning that there is 55% fructose, 45% glucose. Okay, so that's 45-55. That's what we make all of our our um, soft drinks out of, and that's what we sweeten much of our our you know Junk. processed foods with. And we can take it all the way up to 95-5, so it's 95% fructose, 5% glucose. So the, the, the manufacturers of fructose make it in actually three different versions. The most common, as I mentioned, is 55-45. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you sip down a soda pop, it's got 55% fructose, 45% glucose, and it's in a mixture, meaning that the two are, are separated. They're not bound molecularly. Well, guess what happens when you eat honey? Honey is the exact same thing as high fructose corn syrup. Honey is a mixture of fructose and glucose. And depending on where you buy it, the the bees make it a little bit differently. But typically across the U.S., Europe, and around the world, it has more fructose. It's typically about 50 to 55% fructose in the balance of the glucose. And honey actually has a little bit of other sugars. It's got a tiny little bit of galactose and and other things, but then sucrose. But for the most part is that honey, you might as well be eating, drinking soda pop. It's the exact same thing what it does to us metabolically. So honey is not a anything that we want to eat. Now, did our Paleolithic ancestors eat it? Of course they did. They ate it whenever and wherever they can, could, and they ate it in as greatest quantity as they possibly could. But guess what? They couldn't eat it all year round to the tune right. of 150 pounds per capita because honey's only available seasonally. So they ate it whenever and wherever they could, but they certainly couldn't eat it every day in unlimited capacity like we do in the Western world. That is definitely true. Seasonal makes a big difference as well. Well, we have to take a short break. We've been talking with Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and founder of the Paleo Movement. Check out the website, thepaleodiet.com, for more information, great articles, all the research, and incredible recipes. Obviously, I eat a lot of paleo meals, and I'm always finding something new to try on that website, thepaleodiet.com. You can stay connected on Facebook at Original Paleo Diet or on Twitter at The Paleo Diet. Catch this entire episode. Episode as well as past episodes by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about all things paleo, thanks to Dr. Lauren Cordain. You are listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can. In Kelly Hill's free webinar, in just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 
40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today, therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. Here is your opportunity to create a vibrant new you. Join international radio talk show host Kelly Hill and women's natural health coach Michelle Greenman at the Vibrant New You Retreat. This retreat will empower you to make the changes you've been searching for and help lay in the foundation for living the life you want to live, the vibrant you. Located at the beautiful Ashland Springs Resort in Ashland, Oregon, this retreat will help you create a vibrant life by first constructing your perfect plan and setting your vision and creating accountability for yourself. Kelly and Michelle will help you conquer negative self-talk, find positive motivation, and teach you how to create more vibrancy in your life. The Lithia Ashland Springs Resort offers its guests free breakfast each morning, natural mineral waters with soaking tubs, and so much more. For more information about the Vibrant New You Retreat, visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat. This wonderful opportunity is only offered to a limited number of people. So visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat to reserve your seat today. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about the paleo diet thanks to Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and founder of the paleo movement. Visit the website, thepaleodiet.com to learn more, read the research, try great recipes, pick up any of the amazing books, meal plans, nutrition basics, and so much more. It is a website packed full of content. Take a look at thepaleodiet.com or connect on Facebook at Original Paleo Diet or on Twitter at The Paleo Diet. Remember, you can be one of the lucky winners this month, giving away things every single day. Enter to win at therightnutritionplan.com. Just click on the giveaway link on the right-hand side or sign up for free weekly nutrition tips sent right to your inbox. Now, next week, Dr. Bruce Fife, president of the Coconut Research Center, is returning to the show to discuss coconut oil. I just can't talk enough about good quality fats and how important they are to your health. Of course, coconut oil is another traditional food that is suddenly all the rage. So it's important to connect with the experts that really tell us the truth about what to look for and how to use these foods. So let's get back to the paleo diet with the founder of the paleo movement, Dr. Lauren Cordain. So, Dr. Cordain, another argument that I hear people say against the paleo diets is that it, per, and, it, and I'll admit this is usually promoted by plant-based diet followers, is that the extra protein is acid-producing in the body and that the al- it doesn't b- uh, balance the alkalizing effects of the vegetables and some fruits. It, is this true? Is this an adaption or you know, is this something you actually found in the Stone Age diets? Well, you know what I would encourage your uh, listeners to do is to go to my website, www.thepaleodiet.com, and all of the scientific papers that we've written over the last 20 years are available there as free PDF downloads. And we've addressed the issue of acid-base balance in many of our 
our scientific papers. So you can see how by eating a paleo diet, um, how it influences acid-base balance. And let me first off tell your listeners that uh, if you eat a traditional Western diet, uh, it is net acid-producing simply because uh, we have high amounts of foods that are acid-yielding. All cereal grains are acid-yielding. Legumes are acid-yielding. All processed foods, because they contain salt, are net acid-yielding. And as you had mentioned, is that meats and fish are acid-yielding. On the same hand, is vegetarian diets also are net acid-yielding because they cannot be done without grains. So any vegetarian (laughs) worth whatever they're saying eats grains on a daily basis. They eat wheat, corn, rice, barley, what have you, because you can't get enough energy on fresh fruits and vegetables um, without eating cereal grains. So almost all vegan, vegetarian diets are net acid yielding, so they have the same problems. The paleo diet, on the other hand, doesn't. And what we've shown is that by consuming 35 to 45% of your calories as fresh fruits and vegetables, meats actually and animal foods actually promote uh, improved bone mineral health. They elevate a hormone called IGF-1. They tend to reduce calcium loss in the urine, known as calciuresis, whereas the opposite is true of vegan vegetarian diets. So um, Mother Nature had figured this out before... Before any humans ever drank dairy products, as I mentioned, that's only recent, that's only 10,000 years ago, uh, all humans ate meat. And they ate meat, and the best available evidence tells us that they were in calcium balance. And we've explained those mechanisms at our website in multiple scientific papers. So if people want to get the references and and see the nitty-gritty of the science, uh, go to our website, thepaleodiet.com. Download the papers and you can see for yourself. Okay, so the last thing, I always like to le- end on a an upbeat moment. So if people are going to make just one change, you know, that's all they can handle today, what would you recommend that change be? Getting weed out of their diet. Okay, super simple, folks. Not that we haven't heard that before, but now you've heard it. From the expert of all experts, today we've dug deep into paleolithic diets and hopefully answered some burning questions about the paleo movement and if it's right for you, all with the help of Dr. Lauren Cordain, the world's leading expert on paleolithic diets and founder of the paleo movement. Check out thepaleodiet.com to learn more information, read the research, get those PDFs, download, read that information. If you're not sure, take the time 
take your health into your own hands and read that information and you can get started right away. Keep up with everything that's happening on Facebook at Original Paleo Diet or on Twitter at The Paleo Diet. This was an amazing show for everyone interested in finding out how to improve their health in a very traditional way. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Cordain, and helping to explain all about The Paleo Diet and some of the easy steps people can take right now to improve their health. Hey, Kelly, it's my pleasure, and uh, I want to just thank your listeners for tuning in, and uh, go to our website, www.thepaleodiet.com, and check us out. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Uh, I know you're a busy man, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, remember, folks, daily giveaway this month, rightnutritionplan.com, giveaway link on the right-hand side. While you're entering this great giveaway, grab your seat for the upcoming free webinar, Three Massive Mistakes Even Smart Moms Make that Keep Them Overweight, Exhausted, and Worried Their Pants Won't Fit, and How to Avoid Those Mistakes. If While you're there, sign up to get free weekly nutrition tips sent right to your in- email inbox. It's all free at therightnutritionplan.com. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 into iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Constantly lots of great free stuff on my website, recipes, articles, videos, giveaway. Take a look and get the information you want and need. It's all at therightnutritionplan.com. Next week, Dr. Bruce Fife will help us get to know coconut oil better. Until then, remember, when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live Well to Eat Well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.